ethos lakers family what is going on it is happy times in Lakerland, or should i say vegas land that's right your los angeles lakers are in the in-season tournament final i don't know what your thoughts about the in-season tournament were before it started i believe ethan and i kind of talked about you know whether or not it was worth the effort or the extra games turns out it's just one extra game um the lakers are healthy at the right time obviously if things go awry on saturday maybe the the thoughts on the tournament will change but overall the tournament has been fun the competition has been high the players have been into it tyrese halliburton is introducing himself to the world and if you're a real hooper fan You've known about him for a couple of years. If you watched USA Basketball this summer, you saw, in particular, the relationship between Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves blossom into a really beautiful thing for USA Basketball. Um, Before I get into that, I should introduce myself. Sorry about that. Uh, It's going to be a solo edition for this one. I'm your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram and TikTok at jcdillion1. Uh, Ethan and I will be back in another episode. Life has gotten in the way. Uh, I was laid off from my full-time job, and so I've been scrambling doing all kinds of other jobs. I spent some time in Denver, house-sitting for a friend, went and watched a Nuggets game. I know, traitorous. Uh, saw Jokic. Jokic had a triple-double. Whatever, they beat the Rockets. It's fine. It's fine. He's the best player in the world right now. I get it. Whatever. Back to the in-season tournament. Well, actually, back to the Lakers. So it's been a while since we've talked to you guys, and I believe the last time we talked to you guys, the Lakers were kind of turning it around after a so-so start to the season. Uh, A lot of it was due to injuries and, you know, the inability to find cohesion in the roster because of injuries and things like that. And then some players came back. We still hadn't seen Vando up until that point, but I think now, now that the Lakers are almost fully healthy, with the exception of Gabe Vincent, and I'm going to be honest with you, whatever Gabe Vincent is going to bring, I'm sure will be fine. Right now, it's not exactly needed because Austin Reeves has been playing out of his mind. He's been playing out of his mind since going to the bench, and I don't know how much how how in contention he's going to be for sixth man of the year, but he definitely should warrant some contention. Um, there was a moment last night, and you've heard me talk ad nauseum about the chemistry between LeBron and and Austin Reeves, but I saw something in last night's game versus the Pelicans in the in season tournament semifinal that I don't believe I've seen the Lakers do. And it was it was a lineup of Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish, Jared Vanderbilt, and your backcourt was Austin Reeves and LeBron James. Now, whether or not Cam, Cam Reddish was the backcourt, 
player in that sense, or it was LeBron James. Basically, the way it was functioning offensively, the backcourt, the point guard, shooting guard, LeBron James, Austin Reeves, no Anthony Davis, no Rui Hachimura, no D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish, and they were wrecking shit. They were absolutely wrecking shit. The chemistry between Austin Reeves and LeBron James, yeah, I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it a million more. Unprecedented. The the trust that LeBron has in that kid is is absolutely amazing, and it shows. Um, there wasn't really a need for him to have a clutch moment like he did in the in-season tournament quarterfinal or knockout round, I guess, versus the Suns, in which Austin Reeves hit a super clutch basket to seal that victory. Um, what you're seeing right now with the Lakers being almost like 98% healthy is, is amazing. In the Phoenix Suns game, and I tweeted about this, there was a moment in which Devin Booker, he's running up the court, and he's being guarded full court, stride for stride, by Jared Vanderbilt. Devin Booker orchestrates a switch because he doesn't want to be guarded by Jared Vanderbilt. Well, that switch now has Anthony Davis on you. So there's a world in which this Lakers can present a defensive front in which whoever the ball handler may be, they've got to contend with Jared Vanderbilt. They've got to contend with Camp Reddish. They've got to contend with Anthony Davis. All on switches. Oh, and LeBron's still out there. D'Angelo Russell's defense is improving, and Max Christie is up and coming. Like, this is what we wanted to see out of this roster was not the offensive capability. I wasn't really worried about this team offensively, even though it was a much improved shooting team. And it would be hard to believe that because, and, and this is actually skewed. This kind of bothered me a little bit. To look at the rankings of the Lakers in three-point shooting, they are towards the bottom. But then you look at what they shoot as a team, and they shoot almost 35% as a team. I will take a 35% three-point shooting team all day. All day. Three-point shooting has become so improved in the league, the margin of error, and this I haven't looked up, I don't know what the difference is between the best percentage shooting team and the, what are the Lakers, like 24th? 24th at 35%. I'm guessing the best shooting NBA team is hovering around 40. I'll take a 5% difference any day, given how the Lakers play defense. So the in-season tournament has been an absolute success. Players are playing harder. The... Indiana Pacers are in the final versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Indiana Pacers have one of the lowest payrolls in the league. So it's absolutely great seeing how much these guys want this money. And you've even heard LeBron James, billionaire LeBron James, talk about the the $500,000 that goes to the winner. And I think he's not even really thinking about that for himself. I think players are thinking about what they can really do with this money that they didn't count on. Jose Alvarado for the New Orleans Pelicans, who unfortunately were knocked out by the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers. Sorry about that. Uh, he talked about 
potentially winning that 500000 he was just going to give it to his daughters. He was going to put it into a bank and let it accrue interest. And when his daughters become, become 18 years old, they've got however much money that's going to be. And sadly, he didn't get there because the Lakers were in the way. But, man, it was a fantastic game. Uh, some highlights from what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. So, LeBron James continues to be outstanding. His three-point shooting is improved. And the biggest obstacle to his career has been his three-point shooting. And not so much the fact that he can't do it. It's that a lot of the shots are poor decisions, which is rare for him to be making poor decisions. But I think he, he does tend to hero ball a lot and rely on shooting threes when... It's not the most ideal shot or a miss could be really dramatic. But he's his shooting is improved. He's shooting close to the best he's ever shot from three in his career. And the years that he's been hovering above 35, close to 40% from three are the year were his MVP years. That's a little too early to begin the MVP discussion. There's already talks about, you know, Luka is doing amazing things in Dallas. Jokic, obviously, still best player in the league. Tyrese Halliburton putting the world on notice in this tournament. Uh, There's lots and lots of narratives going around that it's, it's an interesting year. And honestly, it's because of the tournament. The only reason why you have so many narratives going on right now is because of the tournament. And I know some people might have been a little apprehensive and, you know, I was definitely one of those people. I didn't quite know how it was going to go. The courts are weird. This year's city edition tournaments are, or city edition jerseys aren't great. A lot of, a lot of question marks going in. And I think, I think confusion was a legitimate emotion going into this thing, but the way it's turned out, it's been absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I think it'll be a great thing for LeBron's career if he if he's the first one to if he's on the first team to do this. I think it would be really cool. Uh, yes, I'm on record as saying I didn't like the tournament, didn't care about the tournament. Uh, I promised that if the Lakers would win the tournament, I wouldn't care. And I'm turning into a little bit of a hypocrite here. Um, honestly, if the Lakers lose on Saturday, it'll be disappointing. Um, to have turned around in the tournament the way I did, yeah, it'll be disappointing. It's not going to ruin the season for me. Uh, I think the Lakers still have their eyes on the prize. I think if the Pacers win the tournament, I think that's great for the Pacers. I think that's good for the league. I've seen I've seen broadcasters bring up all kinds of interesting uh, topics like having this level of competition this early in the season is great for, for young guys. And Doc Rivers last night on the broadcast, he, you know, he wondered whether or not Willie Green and Darvin Ham would go to the regular playoff rotations or stick to their regular season rotations. And it's a little hard to see because the Lakers blew out the Pelicans by 44 points, but yeah, I think those are, those are interesting questions and those are interesting ways to, to go about the tournament and the fact that it was a blowout was pretty nice. I think, um, 
you know, Jared Vanderbilt got to get some more conditioning in. We got to see a little bit more of Jalen Hood, Shafino. Uh, Maxwell Lewis had a couple of highlights, and, you know, I've been really high on him. Uh, so I think, yeah, overall, uh, the tournament's a great thing. Uh, tournaments are fun. I remember the most fun days of playing high school basketball were playing in tournaments. And, you know, uh, you take a little field trip from school. You're spending time in a new place. I'd imagine for the players, getting to, getting a free trip to Vegas is uh, is a welcome is a welcome thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure they're having a blast. So where does that leave us with the usual topics du jour when it comes to the Lakers? What are the trade rumors? What are the buyout rumors? What are the rumors in general? Well, when things are going good the way they have been, it's it's hard to find negativity. And, you know, sure, it's, it's yeah, you can find it in places if you look for it. Um, if you really want to nitpick with what the Lakers have been doing lately, you'd still like for Torian Prince to, to play better, uh, to shoot better. He made a couple of threes last night, and that was really good. But the thing I've noticed with Torian Prince is he's – taking on the defensive identity. He's not quite the defensive player Jared Vanderbilt is, but I've noticed that Torian Prince's effort is there and he's gotten a couple of steals and he'll still make a couple of baskets. And if, if the pressure is lifted off of him a little bit, like we as Lakers fans kind of tend to find scapegoats and point the blame at people. And, you know, this is LeBron and Anthony Davis's team, and yet when things aren't going right, Lakers fans are quick to be like, well, it's obviously Torian Prince's fault. Or years before, it's obviously Kyle Kuzma's fault. Or years before, it's obviously Dennis Schroeder's fault. I think this team is complete enough to, I think, overcome all of that. If you want to look at places where the Lakers can improve, obviously, first quarter is still kind of an issue. They played a much better first quarter last night, and they were still down by one at the end of the first quarter, and they ended up winning the game by 44. You would like for the Lakers to come out with that kind of intensity and play the kind of intensity the entire game. Now, the one thing I did like, I absolutely loved, Lakers are up 30 with two, three minutes left in the third. They're still hustling for balls. They're still putting forth the effort. They're, they're not letting... New Orleans creep back in. LeBron James is done, I think, with four or five minutes left in the third quarter. Anthony Davis is done, fourth quarter. Austin Reeves played a little bit of the fourth quarter. That's what you want to see. And, you know, I think Torian Prince played a pretty good game last night. And I, I don't have the stats up in front of me, but I do specifically remember a steal, maybe two. Uh, he hit a couple of threes. If... You want to entertain the the usual topics of trading because the rumors are still out there with the Bulls and Zach Levine potentially having played his last game as a Chicago Bull. Right now he's out with a sore right foot and whether or not that's actually true, uh, nobody really knows. Um, but, I, I, you know, looking at it, 
and I've, I've heard a lot of people bring up good points in with Zach Levine in that he's a talented player, but does he win? As long as he's been in the league, he's never been a winner. And that means something. And that starts to look like some James Harden stuff to me. And that turns me off to Zach Levine a little bit. DeMar DeRozan, I think, is an interesting fit. When you consider the way Rui Hachimura plays in the mid-range, DeMar DeRozan, much better mid-range player. I don't think he's going to... I don't think he would bring quite the defensive intensity that Rui would bring. But DeMar DeRozan is absolutely the king of the mid-range. Him and Kawhi. So, and, and, you know, it's been my belief the last couple of years that for as much as the league has become a three-point shooting league, when it comes to the playoff time, when it comes to games that matter, the mid-range matters a little bit more. And the three-point shooting becomes less prevalent and I don't know if I don't know if subconsciously it's because these players know that the mid-range is higher range shooting but that's what happens three-point shooting is still important in the playoffs but I think the mid-range becomes just a little bit more important and for that reason DeMar DeRozan would be a great addition Uh, so would Alex Caruso obviously if you can come up with a trade for DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. <clears throat> it would obviously have to cost D'Angelo Russell. It would probably cost Torian Prince. It might, if you're not willing to include Austin Reeves, and I personally would not include Austin Reeves because of his chemistry with LeBron, you might be sacrificing Rui in that case. And if you're looking at a package of D'Angelo, Torian, and Rui for DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso, I mean, let's look at that. So, I mean, obviously, even though DeMar would be the prize piece in that, Lakers fans would love to see Alex Caruso back in the purple and gold. And to just think about a defensive lineup. Let's say there are times when you're going to have Alex Caruso in at the wing. And let's say your point, D'Angelo Russell is gone. So your point guard might actually be Austin Reeves. So you've got Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso. You can then think about Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and maybe Cam Reddish, Jared Vanderbilt. Max Christie wouldn't be wouldn't be Max Christie because then he'd be back to the three guard lineup. But point remains, you then become a much better defensive team. Alex Caruso, all all first team NBA defense last season, not a coincidence, not a fluke. He didn't do it when he was a Laker. He did it when he was a Chicago Bull that didn't make it to the playoffs. First team all defense, Alex Caruso. Legitimate choice. Then you've got DeMar DeRozan. So in that scenario that I just painted, didn't even think about DeMar DeRozan. So if you think of the Lakers roster as a little bit crowded right now, right now it's it's hard for, you know, Rui, Rui I don't think Rui is getting the amount of minutes that he, I don't want to say deserves. He's just, he's, he's capable. If, if you put, 
if you put Rui on another team, it'd be kind of like Kyle Kuzma. He would be big fish in a small pond, and he would be eating constantly. I don't know if that's what he wants. It Minutes are scarce right now because this team is so good. Like I think Maxwell Lewis has a ton of potential. He can only get in the game in blowouts. So, especially come playoff time, if you think about your A-man roster, if you, if you sacrifice D'Lo, you sacrifice Torian, you sacrifice Rui. The one thing about that is then Austin Reeves would have to start. And I don't know if Austin Reeves starting is the best. Like, this is literally me thinking about this in real time. I haven't thought about this until I posed this question to myself a couple of minutes ago. So, I don't like Austin Reeves having to start. I think him coming off the bench and him still getting some minutes with LeBron is essential. So, if you sacrifice D'Lo, you sacrifice Torrey, and you sacrifice Rui for DeMar and Alex, then you would potentially have a starting lineup of Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That's that's a hell of a starting five. And maybe now that Austin Reeves kind of has his confidence back and his conditioning back, maybe him starting isn't the worst idea. But he is still kind of limited defensively a little bit. And that's the reason why I wouldn't necessarily want to start him. He's still got Gabe Vincent, but you're not going to start Gabe Vincent over Austin Reeves just to have Austin Reeves come off the bench. Yeah, I don't know. I To get DeMar and Alex Caruso, it would cost a lot. And I don't know if the total cost is worth it. Now, if you look at what Lakers are expendable, that's a different question. It's a different question, and it does not bring you back. Alex Caruso, or DeMar DeRozan. D'Angelo Russell, he's been playing great. He's been shooting great. Third quarter, fourth quarter, his minutes drop. I don't know if he's okay with that. I don't know if he approves of that. I don't know how he feels about that. Lakers have been winning, so it's hard to, to see how much he likes or dislikes that. Torian Prince. Is expendable. If you don't know what the package can bring back, then Rui becomes untouchable. And so your tradable pieces at that point, D'Angelo Russell, Torian Prince, maybe Max Christie, definitely Jalen Huchifino, definitely Maxwell Lewis, definitely Gabe Vincent. And what can that bring back? If you if you're doing a trade like that, then you're basically looking at exchanging, you know, wings and guards for other wings and guards, and and right now everything is everything's going pretty good. Like honestly, I think right now the way things are going, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh, Torian Prince is the most expendable. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is valuable considering he's semi-expendable. But that's really it. 
And I don't know that I, I don't know that any package of D'Angelo Russell and Torian Prince only with a 2029 first round pick gets you much. All it does is kind of free up space in the roster for, you know, for Rui or maybe Max Christie, which might not necessarily be a bad thing. But then you got to think about who you're bringing in, and you got to give that guy minutes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, when things are going good, it's hard to it's hard to really fathom changing anything and i would not uh the lake of the trade rumors are nice alex caruso and the purple and gold would be amazing again don't know if it'd be worth it i don't know but eh, it's gonna do it for this one i'm excited about the tournament i'm excited about saturday for you guys Uh, i'm excited i'm just excited in general i'm happy the lakers are playing good i'm happy that they're getting it together still a long long way to go we're not even at christmas (laughs) and we all know that the season kind of officially semi starts at christmas even though this tournament might be going on before then so but until next time uh, i'm your host jc delion you can find me on twitter instagram tiktok at jc delion one uh you can find ethan on twitter at ethan underscore nora follow the show on twitter instagram at hoopball lakers Until next time, we're out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.